And what is up, everyone? I am Joe DeHoyos. I am host of Beyond the Woodline. Uh, real quick, before we get started, I always like to talk about my Bigfoot stuff. You know, as you guys know, that's what I'm into. That's what I like to do. So just real quick, I am the executive director for the JRG, which is a Jedi research group. And uh, we have teams in um, Baltimore, Baltimore, Maryland, uh, New York State, Florida, Michigan, uh, Oklahoma, Ohio, California, Oregon, and of course here in Texas. And I know I'm forgetting somebody I always do. You guys are interested in helping out with this uh, search for this elusive creature. And hit me up. I'd love to have you join. You know, we will uh, uh, vet you, of course. You know, we just don't want any crazy people out there in the woods, you know. And uh, even though we're out looking for a crazy uh, creature ourselves, right? Um, if there's no one in your area, we'll certainly find somebody with you. We do network with our other teams. And I know a lot of people in different states that look for this uh, creature, being, whatever you want to call it. And um, yeah, if you're you're in Texas. You want to hook up, man? Let me know, and yeah, we can uh, get together. If you want to, if you don't want to get out into the field, you can do your research from behind your cell phone, your laptop, your computer. You can help us find places to go look. You can find witnesses for us. You can give us techniques or suggestions that you want us to try. Uh, we'll do all that. And um, if um, you're interested, just hit me up, and you can find me at on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram all the other social media platforms, or you can just email me at beyond.woodline at gmail.com and we'll get you guys started. So I know you guys don't tune in to hear me ramble on. I have with me tonight a very special guest, Miss Shannon Teal. Shannon, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing great, man. You know, thanks again for uh, for doing the show. I know we've had, we had a little bit of time to talk on the phone and we've been communicating. So thanks a lot for all that and your very cool person, first of all. And that's what, one of the things that got me when I found you on TikTok. And I was, and I watched a couple of your videos. I saw you some of your stuff on Instagram. And I was like, no, I got to have her on. So I reached out to you. And so thanks for responding. And like I said, thanks for doing the show. I do appreciate it. Absolutely. So thanks for reaching out. Yeah. And you had a very interesting bio, too. You, you said you were, uh, I guess you were kind of like, you didn't really explore this for the most part, right? Growing up, you kind of hid away. You want to tell us a little bit about that? What actually got you started? Why did you hide? And then why did you come back out? Sure. So I, speaking of coming out, so to speak, I always call it like I was in the spiritual closet, so to speak, <laughs> for a really long time, just because of the background that I had and just because of my family background was being raised very Christian, specifically very Mennonite growing up, especially in my younger years, and being that I was the oldest um, and an only child for 10 years of my life, like I was really the only sibling that I had was me, you know what I mean, for 10 years of my life until my brother and my sister came along. Um, so it was just me and my parents. So my parents were very indoctrinated and they indoctrinated me very well. So, um, and like that's all you have, like at a young age, is like monkey see, monkey do. So I wasn't really exposed to any other beliefs. I wasn't really exposed to anything else outside of what my parents believed and what the rhetoric that they listened to in church and just everything like that. Um, I think I was always very intuitive, but I don't think that that stuff, um, even like Halloween, like that's coming up, like that stuff was always like, oh, we don't celebrate that. And like, 
spirits and things like that are weird and psychics are bad and things like that um, are of the devil. So it's like, I didn't want to be bad. So I don't think that I ever exposed any of that stuff to myself until I was like, you know, probably later on in my twenties until I actually started to um, embrace those parts of myself. And you go through your Saturn return when you're about 27 um, to 31 and your Saturn return is kind of like, it's getting, it's do or die time. It's like gets you on track when a lot of things will probably implode in your life during your Saturn return. If you're not on your soul mission or you're on your soul path. So a lot of things happened to me when I turned 27. Um, that was kind of like a spiritual wake up call for me in many different ways. And that's when I really started to get into tarot. And I really started to do tarot, like just for myself, behind the scenes, like in the closet, so to speak, um, very secretively. And then I would slowly, I would say after the pandemic, like 2021, um, I would say around that time, I would slowly start posting more stuff like that was like affirmational cards. I wasn't posting tarot stuff, but I was posting stuff that I felt like was more appealing or um, palatable to people like, oh, I'm just going to post like affirmation cards or whatever and things like that. So I slowly started to peel back the curtain. People started to ask me more about doing personal readings. And that was something that I stayed away from doing for a while. I was like, no, I don't do that because I didn't even trust in my own abilities that much. I was just like doing it for fun. Um, but then the more I felt called to do it and the more I just felt drawn um, to the practice, um, it's helped me grow. It's helped others grow, as I'm sure you've seen if you've <laughs> been on my lives or whatever, like, you know, that I do um, help a lot of people. And it's just become something that I just never thought it would have become um, just simply by facing a fear that I had and now embracing a part of myself that before I definitely you know, shut out and shut down for fear of what my parents would say, or for fear of just rejection in general. And like, once you kind of get over that, and like, um, really see, like, beyond the veil, if you will. Um, it's just, it's hard, it's hard to go back one. And it's just like, um, I just feel like I've just evolved so much because of doing things outside of my comfort zone. And now this has become my comfort zone. So it's just very interesting how things like that happen, where it's just like, you never see yourself in certain positions. And if you would have told me this when I was younger or something like that, like, oh, you're going to be a full-time tarot reader and you're going to help people align with their soul's mission and blah, blah, blah. I would be like, yeah, right. Like, that's not me. Like, because I would have never even touched that stuff because I would have thought that my soul would have set on fire if that would have happened to me back in the day because that's what I was told so yeah. but that's kind of my yeah, I, story right yeah no and I, and I totally get that too um because like I, well I was never like in the spiritual closet but I was never kind of open to anything it really even opened like to religion period and I come from a very religious uh family uh you know my mom and my brother are like really religious so is my sister uh, my my brother's actually a pastor. Uh, okay. But I, but I just I just couldn't do it, you know. And they're very cool with what with what I do and how I live my life and my beliefs, you know. So I I like that they that they're understanding and they're uh, you know they're supportive of me, you know, of course. But For sure. Uh, 
but not if you had told me that uh, I would have tarot cards, like I got a, like three decks on this side, I got three decks of oracle cards, I've got crystals, um, I've got a pendulum, right? I've got I've got haunted items behind me. This doll right here is haunted. This stuff over here is haunted, right? I would have told you you were crazy. If you ever right. told me something like that, <laughs> I would have told you you were crazy. But uh, I, I did want to ask you, like, you know, you being in the spiritual closet and being in fear really to, like, express yourself, did that help you become who you are? Um, I think, like, you know, I think everything has a purpose and everything has a reason. Like, I think that, like, I'm not, like, um, upset that I was raised as a Christian. I'm not, like... I think that a lot of that served me in a lot of ways being raised that way. Um, and just like the knowledge that I have of the Bible now, I think that I'm able to interpret it differently now. So I think that everything kind of serves a purpose in your life, um, no matter how you were raised um, in that aspect, at least for me. And it's just like, I feel like that has shaped me just as much as my own spiritual journey has shaped me. So it's like, yeah, like I was indoctrinated for sure by other people and influenced by other people. And that um, was definitely, you know, part of me being who I am. But I think that um, me um, just really stepping into my calling and like really stepping into something that, um, you know, other people, other people have told me what my calling is. And a lot of people think that that's music for me. And I love music, don't get me wrong, and I still pursue music, but like I've never gotten the traction, nor have I helped the amount of people that I've helped by doing what I do now with music. And like if I could help people with music and like I still sing and I'll never stop singing and like that's just one of the things that I like to do to express myself, right? So it's just like that's never something that I'm going to stop doing. But people have always told me like, oh, that's your calling in life. That's your mission. And it's just like, well, if that was true, then I would have already, do you know what I mean? Something would have happened in that atmosphere and that hasn't happened for me. And that's okay with me. But this is something that it's just like, when you're aligned, things will line up for you. And that's how I found you. And that's how I found, you know, other people and other opportunities is because I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's like when you're when you're no, doing what yeah. you're called to be doing, then you're going to also call in other people and other things that are like meant to be on your path. Whereas like you're always going to be blocked by, you know, the universe, whatever you want to say, if you're not in, a, in total alignment with what you're supposed to be doing. So I think like that's what I found was like, you know, I was trying to pursue music or I was trying to pursue other things that other people wanted me to do as a career or whatever. And it's just like, I was hitting roadblocks at every, every turn. And it's just like, at a certain point, you have to realize that you have to do something differently if you want things to change. And then, so I just stopped listening <laughs> to other people and I started mm-hmm. listening to in here. I used to be a huge people pleaser. And that's something that I talk about a lot is that when you're a people pleaser, you reduce your intuition automatically because you're automatically sending your validation to the external versus the internal. So it's like, that was something that I had to, um, you know, overcome. And I still struggle with that. Sometimes I think everybody struggles with that to an extent, but that was something that I really struggled with for a while. And I suppressed my intuition, um, which is something that I now help people to unlock is to 
get get to the bottom of what is going on um why why your intuition may be blocked or why um you know just things in your life may be blocked um like because of limiting beliefs or whatever it is right yeah and you know that's uh that's very true because as a matter of fact on my last show we talked about that and i told him it, it took me a while before i started to like really trust and believe in in my intuition you know and uh, so, like now, of course, I listen to it a lot more, and uh, well, all the time, really. I'm gonna say a lot more. What's up, Walter? Thanks for joining, buddy. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think your intuition. People need to listen to it a little bit more, I think. And uh, you know, doing what I do now, and you know, oh, you know, not just with this podcast, but also like you know, my lifestyle. You know, it has completely changed. It feels like it's the right thing. I feel like I'm on the right path, and it feels like it feels like home. You know, I've I've never been more comfortable with myself and then i and i am now and i'm still uh you know hell i'll be 52 later on this week but i feel like i've got more to go you know and if it is tomorrow if it is tomorrow i'm happy you know and i hope that people that watch the show and tune in and listen to people like you have learned something and and it helps inspire them that's that's really all i want to do with this show but um but yeah man i i uh I really enjoy your 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 content your content because you you don't just uh, uh, I don't want to say spew because I, that I don't want to insult anyone else but you you're not the typical tarot reader I want to say <laughs> um, you actually like give advice you know and you give good stuff and you get these channeled messages right and it's like it, it's like okay well that yeah that made sense you know what I'm saying. It's like it makes sense when you're saying something. And I think that that resonates with like so many people. You know, where does that come from, you think? And I appreciate that so much. So thank you for saying that, um, that I'm not your typical tarot reader because I, I appreciate that. Um, and I try not yeah. to be um, this. Like I, said, I don't mean that as an insult to anybody. So anybody. No, watching, I'm not insulting, for you know. sure. I, I understand yeah. what you mean, though. I, okay. I yeah. aspire to not be like other people. So I think it's mm-hmm. important to stand out, especially in the tarot community, because there is so, right. so much, so much um, there. Um, but so I appreciate that, but where that comes from is really interesting because that was another reason why I, um, stayed away from doing personal readings for a while is because I was like, Oh, I can't channel for other people's energy. I'm just picking up on my own energy. And it wasn't until again, I peeled back another layer where I was just like, okay, well, why don't you just try it and see what happens? Like, it was like, I was holding myself back and I was telling myself, no, I was telling myself I couldn't do things that I was capable of doing. And then it was like, well, why don't you just try it? People are asking for you to do it. There's clearly a reason. Like you clearly have some sort of gift that you need to tap more into that you're just uncomfortable with tapping into. And it wasn't until I actually gave it a chance and started doing personal readings for people where I wasn't really charging people for them. I was just like doing it just to see like how (laughs) I could tap into people's energy and whatnot. And it was very clear that I was because none of the situations resonated with me. None of the energy that I was picking up on had anything to do with my life situation at the time. So it was just like, it was very obvious that it was like, this isn't mine. This is somebody else's. Um, And I think as an empath, I think that you experience a lot of that, like, even as a child growing up, like, especially if you're sensitive emotionally, I think that you experience a lot of channeling other people's energy without picking up on the fact that you're doing that. Um, So I think that I've always been able to do that. 
And I think a lot of people are able to do that. They're just not aware of what they're doing um, is one thing. So that's part of it. And like, it's really hard to explain the best way that I like to explain it is because I'm a very visual person is to explain it. If you've ever seen the movie soul, um, they kind of talk about channeling and soul where it's just like, you go to a different place and it's just like, you're just there. And it's just like when you're tapping into your craft, whether it's music, whether it's writing poetry or what dancing, whatever, it's like, you are going to a different portal. You're going to a different dimension, so to speak, while you're there in that zone of consciousness. Um, so I think that when I'm really in the zone, it's just like, it's just flowing through me. Like, it's not me saying anything. It's, I'm just a channel. I'm just a vessel mm -hmm. for the divine. So it's not coming from me. It's coming through me. You know what I mean? Okay. So right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And Walter here real quick. Can she feel stuff about people not in the same place or state? For example, can she feel things about random people like me, for example, or is it only people she knows? Well, do you want to answer that or do you want me to answer that? Because I think we both well, can answer it. <laughs> Walter, I found her on TikTok where she does readings, right? <laughs> Um, so yeah, she does readings for people over TikTok. So I think that's, uh, that's a yes, right? Yeah, um, pretty much so anywhere in the Walker. world. Yeah, so, <laughs> anywhere yeah, in the Walker, world, which is really around. cool. Yeah, if you stick around Walter long enough towards the end of the show, you know, she might uh, pull a card for you if uh, she feels inclined, you know. But yeah, uh, you know, I'll, and I'm gonna leave that up to her if she wants to do that or not. But yeah, if you would stick around Walter, maybe she'll, uh, she'll, she'll pull a card for you and give you a little reading. But uh, yeah, yeah. What was that like for you when you started doing TikTok and like started reading? Huh. I mean, what was it like in the beginning? Because well, you look so good doing it now. You look like a natural. But what was it like for you in the beginning? Yeah. And like, it's funny because that's what I was talking about in the beginning, how it has become like my new comfort zone now. Whereas before, like, mm -hmm. if you would have told me I would be live streaming every day, I'd been like, yeah, pish posh. Like, that's absolutely <laughs> not. Like, that's just not something that I ever saw myself doing. And now here I do that twice a day, pretty much every day. And, um, and it's great because I can reach people from all over the world. And I think that TikTok has allowed me to expand in that way because, you know, social media is a tool and it can be good and bad, you know, there's pros and cons to social media, but I think that TikTok has allowed me to reach so many more people than I would just through Instagram. I think the algorithm is set up differently to um, help you reach more people. I've just had um, better results. Um, that's so that may be biased on my point of view, but like, I've just had better results. I've met more people and I've had, I've built a bigger community on TikTok and I've only been doing readings on there for like two years. Like I started out on TikTok not doing readings. It was strictly just like being an advocate for like mental health and like listening to your intuition. And I, like, I wasn't trying to get all woo woo on everybody. So it was more so just like I would make reels about like just trusting your intuition or like trying to be um, a spiritual coach without being spiritual. And you can't do that. You have to be the full package or people aren't going to um, care, I guess. And it's like, I, I, again, like it was a, just another layer that I had to peel back of not caring what other people had to think. And like slowly again, opening up the door and coming out of that spiritual closet officially and just being like, no, I'm going to wave my freak flag and let it fly. And I don't really care 
what people thought of me because people knew me as this good Christian girl, so to speak. So for me to come out and be a tarot reader for people who knew me in the past, that is a very odd thing for people. And that I think I let that, um, that image of people's that they had of me. I think I let that image, um, make me delay my purpose for a long time. Like now I don't care because my family, there's certain people in my family that still look at me that tell me I'm going to hell and like, whatever it is. But like, it's like, I've reached a point now where it's just like, I like, it's like, that's fine. If that's what they want to think I'm over it. I wish they didn't think things like that. Um, but it, it's okay now. Whereas before it wasn't okay with me. I needed to keep a certain image in people's mind that I'm still good, that I'm still, that I'm not bad because I had this image and um, this indoctrinated view that, you know, tarot is evil, bad. And if what I'm doing is evil and bad, then so be it because I help a lot of people. So it's like, at the end of the day, if what I'm doing is wrong, then let it be wrong. Like, I, I feel a calling to do it. And most, most people, um, I would say 99.9% of everybody that um, has worked with me or has like had a reading done for me has gotten something positive from it. And that's all I aspire to do, like you said, is to, you know, help people in some way, um, give them some sort of knowledge or insight or make them look at themselves differently. Um, but overall, I just want to have a positive impact. And I think that that's what's important. Yeah, man, I, I think you nailed it right right there. You know, it's about helping people and, you know, it, it shouldn't matter what anybody else thinks, you know. Um, I never really hid this, right, that I did all this stuff, whether it was, like I said, I covered Bigfoot, UFOs, paranormal, um, you know, of course, hotel readers. I had soul contract um, on here before, too, and psychic mediums. And, you know, I, I would there was a time when I would never, like, talk about it, but I didn't necessarily hide it. But then after a while, it just all comes out, right? It's, it's everywhere. Now I got a podcast. This is my third year doing this. And uh, it's funny because people that I thought would never, like, come up to me and talk to me about this stuff or message me or call me, you know, and they call me all the time. You know, I get phone calls all the time. Hey, Joe, what do you know about this? Or what do you think about that? But it was from family members, right? And so it, it that makes it all worthwhile to really too, you know, when people call me and ask me questions about, you know, diff just different stuff. And or it is funny, like anytime something comes out on the news, whether it's like UFO or Bigfoot, everybody I know sending me stuff, you know, like I haven't seen it, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, they yeah, gotta, I, gotta get yeah, your input you know. on that. Right, yeah. That's funny. Yeah, I think that's funny. So when did the astrology come into play for you? <laughs> So the astrology definitely came into play later, um, but it came into play because of tarot, because the more that I was trying to learn about tarot, because you really have to study the cards and you really have to like connect with the decks. And I don't know how well um, you're familiar with my decks, but I get very obsessed with my decks. I collect a lot of decks. So, but they all have, you know, their different meanings. They all have different, um, uh, just different illustrations that have different origins and all that. Like the one that I want to read um, for you guys at the end here is my favorite one. It's the radiant wilds tarot. And like in order to study and in order to um, like learn more about the cards, you have to learn what type of energy you're pulling. So like, for instance, like there's elements in the cards, like fire, air, water, earth. 
So it's like, I had to learn then, okay, what card corresponds to Sagittarius or what card corresponds to Pisces or what card corresponds to, you know, the eighth house, whatever it is. So like by me doing my research and like learning more about tarot, it incorporates the signs and the Zodiac. So I was like, Oh, this is like really interesting. And like, I was always interested in like Zodiac stuff and like horoscopes when I was younger, I always thought that that stuff was cool. Um, but like I didn't start, preaching it so to speak or teaching it until um you know I felt comfortable enough to understand it but it was just one of those things where I just picked up on it right away it was like one of those things where like as soon as I dove into it I just wanted to consume everything about it astrology is so complex and I try to make it accessible to like Joe Schmo on the street like a very beginner person that like they would be able to understand it because astrology is so complex and so um it even goes over my head sometimes so it's like there's a lot that I still don't know that I'm still learning um but yeah it came into play because of tarot because of me learning more about tarot it forced me to kind of learn about astrology and then I just loved it so I just grasped onto it and here we are so <laughs> and now that's like my one of my main spiels is doing astrology and helping people like align with like what their strongest attributes are and things like that. And Walter has another question. He says, and excuse my ignorance, but this is interesting. and I know very little, but how do you receive this information? Like, do you hear it? Is it a thought pops in your head? Is it a vision? Sorry, I'm not knowledgeable about this. No, good question, Walter. Good question. question. Wonderful question, actually, because I think everybody experiences channeling differently, but mine is all of the above, all of the above of what you just said. So I'm very visual as a learner. So I think that that comes into play a lot with like that. I will get images um, and like I'll get s different scenes or different scenarios or whatever, um, as well as I will hear things. I will hear either like a name or I'll hear like a certain type of flower or whatever. And like it could be anything. But yes, it's pictures, it's visuals, it's different types of scenes um i'll get smells sometimes so it's really using all of the clairs it's really using all of your clairsentience it's really using all of your clairvoyant powers uh, so to speak um your five senses um your sixth sense so to speak you know what i mean um but yeah that's pretty much i don't i don't know that that's um that way for every single person but for me that's how it works he says that's scary, LOL. <laughs> is it ever scary? Does Do you ever, like, holy crap? Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes, like, the energy is, like, really intense, especially if I'm, like, doing a personal reading. And, like, when I do cleansings at the beginning, that's usually, like, when I will first know, like, how intense a reading is going to be. And I've had certain things happen where, like, you know, paranormal stuff where it's just, like, my candle flickers all weird and then something happens and then like I'm just like or something falls down or like I don't know just like something weird because the energy is so potent or so strong that like sometimes it will catch me off guard um but I've never had anything like I normally laugh about it because I I am aware of what's happening so I'm like okay like right. the energy is just intense or whatever um but yeah like I I do get spooked sometimes where I'm like uh that was weird. Like the, uh, spirit, <laughs> spirit still surprises me. Like nothing surprises me, but spirit still does surprise me. You know, like I'm not, I like nothing. You could put nothing past me at the same time, but like, it's just like, I, 
I still get excited when like little coincidences happen or synchronicities like that still blows my mind no matter how many times mm -hmm. it happens, you know. And Lockbeard says, I have a very logical mind. This may make it hard for me to open up to psychic stuff. Am I doomed to never have psychic abilities? No. I mean, I don't know what your opinion is on this, Joe. But, like, for me personally, I believe that everybody has gifts. I believe that everybody has clear sentience, um, whether that's clear feeling, clear hearing, clear knowing, um, whatever it is. Like, I believe that everybody is born with some sort of um, natural insight. I think we all suppress our intuition to a degree, but everybody has a soul. I mean, maybe not everybody, but <laughs> I think for the most part, most people have a soul and your soul is attached to your intuition and attached to your chakras. And we all have that. That's something that when it comes down to bare bones, we're all the same at the end of the day in that aspect that we all share our individual chakra system. And like, we're all made up of those different properties that if we open them up um, and we are more open to it, instead of, you know, being logical doesn't mean that you can't use your intuition. You can use both. It's not one over the other. It's just, you have to kind of meet somewhere in the middle is what I would say there, because, you know, there, there is logic in intuition. So, I mean, sometimes, sometimes intuition is just a gut feeling that doesn't make any sense and you don't know why you feel that way, but you just listen to it. So sometimes it does trump logic in that sense. But I would say that there is logic in intuition in the sense that <laughs> it's logical to use your intuition. So in my mind, yeah. that's how I look at it. Yeah, no, yeah, that's a good way to, that's a good way to word it, it you know. Um, but yeah, I, I've. I definitely believe that too, that everyone has psychic abilities. I used, like I said, there was a time when I didn't believe in any of this stuff, right? And, but as I've, like I said, well, really over the last four years, you know, I like started meditating, started, you know, grounding myself and started doing a lot more of the spiritual stuff. And I've, uh, I've experienced visions and seen stuff. And, uh, like I said, when I do my tarot cards, that's when I get the strongest visions, you know? And it might not make sense to me, right? But it doesn't matter, right? It might make sense to whoever I'm reading, right? But yeah, 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 yeah. If you, man, I'm telling you, if you had told me this five years ago, I would have told you, man, you're crazy, you know? And now here, like I said, here I am. And I, you know, I just, I, I never thought I would, you know, be this person I am today. But I, I uh, like I said, it, I'm, I'm, I'm home and I like it, you know? But, uh, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel the same. So, we end up where we end up sometimes <laughs> and we don't know how we got there, but that's, that's kind of, I'm in the same boat in that aspect where it's like, I would have never believed somebody had you told me that this is what we'd be doing today. Talking about my, the tarot industry and all that <laughs> and astrology. I'd be like, no wrong, wrong person. <laughs> and uh, yeah, thanks Walter. He said, this is a great show. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Uh, Walter's my big foot buddy. Oh, that's um, awesome! <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had a terrifying encounter a couple of Saturdays ago, but that's a we'll do that on a different show. Um, oh, when you talk, so we were talking about you know like uh, trusting your intuition. So like all my life, I've been able to like smell stuff, and I never knew why. I mean, I could be anywhere, and I would smell something, you know, like whether it be like perfume or flowers or cakes being baked, and I never knew why. And it, this was like went on my whole life, and I just thought I don't know. Maybe I'm having a stroke or something, right? Um, so 
as I'm, like I said, over the last four years, started trusting that more and trusting that more. And I don't know what those smells have meant in the past. If maybe somebody was around me or their spirit or whatever. But I was on this tour um, maybe like three months ago. It was, a, it was like one of those ghost tours that people go on. And we were crossing this bridge. And I was smelled like uh, like cherry tobacco, right? I was smelling it really, really strong. I'm like, man, is somebody here smoking? This is, you know, you're not supposed to be smoking on this tour, but it smelled like a pipe, right? And the guy's talking, and I'm there looking around, and he talks about a ghost that was in there that they've seen holding a pipe and smoking the pipe and people being able to smell it. And I was like, holy cow. So I, uh, I was impressed with myself at that point. <laughs> but nobody totally. else smelled it. And I didn't say anything to anybody because I didn't want them to think I was crazy. But I was like, that's cool with me. I, I, I like that. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you keep it to yourself, but you still know that it was a cool experience and you still know that what happened. So, Right, right yeah. I, I like that. Um, there's something I wanted to ask you. Um, the moon seems to come up a lot, right, when you're doing astrology, right? Yeah. Why, why, why is that? Why the moon over the sun? I mean, the, and that's also, I guess, a two-part question. Does the sun ever come up? Yeah, so actually we're in eclipse season. So the sun and moon play a factor in eclipse season. So when you have a new moon, that would be a solar eclipse. And when you have a full moon, like we just had on the 28th this past weekend, that is a sol- or excuse me, that is a lunar eclipse. So if it's a new moon, it's a solar eclipse. If it's a full moon, it's a lunar eclipse. Um, and we are in eclipse season now. Um, so we just had this past lunar eclipse. Um, the reason that the moon is more influential than the sun in terms of astrology is because the moon rules over emotions. It also rules over the subconscious. So the moon is more things that are underlying, whereas like the sun is on the surface. Um, and I think people know more traditionally about um you know, where the sun is because the sun basically just dictates what season we're in. Like right now the sun is in Scorpio. So we're in Scorpio season. So the sun only really plays a part into what season we are in. And obviously it has other aspects as well, but like the most common thing is the season that we're in. And like I said, when eclipse season is at play, then you would pay more attention to the sun and things like that. Okay. And Sally says, tarot readings fascinate me. Well, what is it? Well, yes. Okay. I don't know what that was. I'm just baffled at the fact she hears, feels, sees stuff, and she is so calm about it. I would freak the heck out. (laughs) Forgive me for one second. I'm listening to everything you're saying. I just have to let this kitty out of my door really quick. So hold on one second. They were taking a nap in my room. Okay, no problem. So but I'm listening. She's doing to that, guys. Uh, right after this podcast, I'm going to jump on another podcast. It's called Talking Tech Paranormal, and uh, I'll be talking Bigfoot stuff. But if you guys, you know, stay to the end of the show with me, uh, maybe if she feels inclined, she'll do you uh, pull a card for you guys. You know, so you guys hold on and. Um, Sorry about uh, that. <laughs> yeah, so you guys hold on to the end of the show, and maybe we will get a card pulled for you. And Sally says. Lots going on with me. Would like to know. Yeah, I would love to pull a card um, for like just the collective. And like you said, it's your birthday. So I would like to pull a card for you as well. So um, once we 
get towards the end here, maybe we can do that. But I would definitely yeah, be op open to doing that. Okay. Yeah, maybe those are the last 15 minutes or so. But um, Sure. Yeah. Um, cool beans, yeah. So, you know, like I said, you, you, you're on TikTok and you have a, uh, a very good... Uh, uh, before I get that, just answer his question real quick. He says, what about sure. the uses of various metals for metaphysical purposes? What would... What would be the best to make magical object amulet thousand rods? Would a ghost be unable to enter inside an iron box, etc.? I'll have to go over that again. What about the use of various metals for metaphysical purposes? What would be best to make a magical object? Oh, interesting. I mean, so yes, I do spell work, but I don't really give it, <laughs> the advice that I give in spell work is to do your own research um, is pretty much the advice that I give in spell work. But when it comes to protection, if that's what you're looking for, I'm not sure if I understand your question 100%. But when it comes to protection, when it comes to things like crystals and stuff, selenite's great, um, tourmaline's great. Um, um, why can't I think of what it is? Um, well, those two are really good, but anything that's like black or white, I will say black is good for protection as well as white is good for protection color wise. Um, even if you like wear things like that, but if you're trying to capture something, uh, so to speak, I'm not really sure. That's not like my area of expertise. Um, however, if you're trying to like protect, um, those would be some crystals that I would recommend, um, for protection and just like cleansing and whatnot. Mm -hmm. He uh, he kind of wanted. Uh, uh, there was a question I did want to ask you too. Do you use the pendulum also? I do. I do. I have my pendulums right over here. Actually, um, I have a a rose quartz and I have an amethyst one. So I typically use rose quartz for questions about love, and then I will use the amethyst for just questions about other things because rose quartz is typically representative of love um but yeah i do use that i'll use that for like yes or no questions that people have um a lot of the times i'm like i have all of my decks here but like i said i collect <laughs> a lot of decks so i was like they're somewhere here they're buried um and i also use these two which i love they're my astro dice um i don't know if you can see them but um mm -hmm. They're dice that I like use for divination purposes and it'll show you oh, we, nice. we can use them too um, for um, like the houses and just what you should focus on astrologically in your birth chart and things like that. Okay. So I, I like like to get into all the tools, basically, <laughs> if it's if right. it's something divination, spiritual or anything like that, human design, whatever I'm there. So this is my little pendulum box here i have a card deck in here as well and then i have this amethyst one here pendulum and then i have my rose quartz here oh nice nice yeah i like that i have a the blue lap piece what this is mine the blue lap yeah piece. i i love uh, that yeah, yeah, I mean, I would get more um, if I, I shouldn't say if I could, I could. But <laughs> I, I've narrowed it down to two thus far because I, 
I go overboard sometimes. It's very easy for me to get lost in a spiritual bookstore or anything like that. I will spend so much time getting things, collecting things. (laughs) I've become a very much a spiritual hoarder and collector. So um, (laughs) because of my spiritual journey. So it's been, it's been interesting. That's good. So, uh, you know, regarding like, like I said, like the TikToks, you know, you, you help out so many people and you have so much uh, positive messages. And like I said, it's not just reading the tarot. You actually give messages, right? And like I said, such positive messages. Who do you turn to to get a positive message from? <laughs> That's tricky. That is tricky because I, and I say this with caution because again, I don't like to taint anybody's view of the spiritual community or of tarot readers in general, but I, I don't always trust the tarot readers that I find on TikTok. I think that there are very few, there are very few and far between that you can trust right. um, just because right. it is that type of community. And another thing is, is it's what I was going back to what I was talking about before. It's like when I search outside of myself, I'm outsourcing my intuition. So I normally just consult myself or my guides, but there are a few people on YouTube that I do trust that before I got into tarot, they were my people that kind of got me into the scene. So like Mm -hmm. before I tapped into my gifts, those were people that I looked up to and that I still will go to for occasional guidance. But like, I don't get as sucked in as I used to. Whereas like before, before I did tarot myself, I would be like watching readings like religiously and just be like very just like had to know and like whatever. And now I'm not like that at all. Now it's just like, I know how to detach and now I do it for other people. Um, so it's a very different dynamic, but there's a couple people on YouTube that I listen to. I would say my favorite person, they are, um, their name is ASO Tarot. It's spelled E-S-O Tarot. Um, but they're even younger than I am, I believe, but they yeah. are wow. amazing at channeling. They have a huge following, a huge community, um, very trustworthy, um, but like that would be somebody that I connect with because you have to connect with the reading too. So like somebody can be a great reader, but I just might not connect with them or their readings might not resonate with me and that's okay. But it's just like, that's somebody who I found that has connected with my energy and somebody that before I became a tarot reader, I trusted in them and I still do. So if I need the occasional guidance where I just feel very lost and I feel like I can't get anything from in here or whatever, or I'm just like looking for something fun or whatever um, it is, um, then I'll go to YouTube and I'll, I'll seek out some guidance there. But yeah, I pray yeah. and I, I still do a lot of the things that I did um, in my Christian walk, I guess you'll say, but now I just combined everything. You know what I mean? It's like, I didn't really yeah. like let go of things as much as now I just combined everything that I've learned from all parts of you know, being a Christian, being a tarot reader, being a spiritual person. So um, I kind of just, you know, I think things can coexist. Oh, yeah. No, and I, yeah, I, I think you, you know, you nailed it again, too, because like there's like tons of tarot readers, right? And not everyone, you know, of course, I'm going to connect with, you know, you're one of them. Uh, there's another lady, her name is Stella. I like her a lot, too. And there's, uh, who was the other one? I can't remember her name, too. 
I'm, I'm gonna see probably gonna kill me. Oh, Lori, <laughs> yeah, Lori. Uh, yeah, you know, and just because of the energy, and I like that kind of energy, you know, and I gravitate towards energy like yourself, right? And so I think that's important for people to, if they're gonna look for a tarot reader, to find someone that they relate to, don't just click on someone's channels. Hey, there's a tarot reader. This is who I'm gonna follow. You know, I think they have to do a little bit of research too, right? And that's why I try to tell people and like, I don't say it enough and I definitely don't say it as much as I used to, but I used to like start out every single reading by saying like, don't take it if it's not for you, like not every reading is for you because a lot of people can get sucked into tarot readings and that's when it becomes unhealthy. And that's when it becomes like something where it's like, again, you're seeking external validation too much, everything in moderation. I think that like all things um, can become you know, damaging to a certain point if you're overdoing it or you're overusing something or um, you're, again, seeking external validation consistently. Yeah. And I actually have a friend that everything that happens is a sign. I'm like, not everything that happens is a sign. You know, you know, it's it's, it's OK. You know, not everything is a sign, but for them. Everything is a sign. Yeah. I'm like, no, no, that's not how it really works, you know. And to each that's his not. own, but I mean, that's yeah, exactly, you know. Right, yeah. And I just don't think it's, like I said, I don't think it's necessarily a healthy thing. Oh, yeah. But, um, so we are in Scorpio season, which I am a Scorpio. Yeah. And I just had a little Scorpio born on Saturday. What yeah, can you tell us about Scorpio? Yeah. Yes, congratulations. Well, I didn't have a Scorpio born. My daughter had a Scorpio born. born. <laughs> but still, it's still yours and then the family. So congratulations and um, happy birthday or happy early birthday. Um, Thank but, you. So Scorpio season, I did tap into a little bit of how we started Scorpio season, which was this past weekend. We had the lunar eclipse. Um, so that was pretty much getting us started into November and kicking off Scorpio season. Um, very intensely as Scorpio is. <laughs> Scorpio is a very intense sign. I'm a Scorpio rising. So I love Scorpios oh. and um, I typically get along with them really well. Um, but <laughs> I am Scorpio rising, which just means that technically your rising sign, the best way that I like to explain it is how people perceive you before they get to know you really well. So it's like how people just see you off the cuff. Um, but um, I would also say that the next important transit, other than this lunar eclipse, like I mentioned, we're in eclipse season. So a lot about eclipses is just mysterious and like unpredictability and just a lot about release and closure and things like that. Um, we have on the 4th of November, Saturn going direct in Pisces, which is very big deal, a uh, very big deal because um, Saturn is a generational planet. It's an outer planet and it's a generational planet. Saturn, as I mentioned earlier, when I was talking about my Saturn return that I had when I was 27, um, Saturn, like I said, it either gets you on track or gets you off of a track that you're not supposed to be on. So Saturn is all about structure. It's all about karma. It's all about um, things of that nature. So we'll see that on a collective level, but then on an individual level, um, you'll see this um, really within your mental health as well, just being structured around your mental health because Pisces does, it does rule around mental 
health and uh, mental disorders as well. So you'll really see like structure and things like that um, revolving around on an individual level around your mental health where it's like maybe you want to, you know, go to bed earlier or like you want to go on a run or whatever. You're just doing things to affect your dopamine um, in a positive way. Um, so you could see more of that happening on a personal level. And like I said, just a lot of karma playing out. Um, you also have, I'm trying to think what would be the next big transit after the fourth. Oh, so you, on after Saturn goes direct in Pisces, you have personal transits then, which are um, your personal planet. So like Venus is a personal planet. Venus is about how you love Venus is going to go into Libra. Um, Mercury is about how you communicate and about how you think. Mercury is going to go into Sagittarius. So those are your personal transits that we have. And those happen back to back on the 8th and the 9th. Um, and like I said, so that will be affecting your love life. And then that will be affecting like communication. Um, Sagittarius is also a sign of higher wisdom and knowledge and spirituality. So in a, on a personal sense, you could want to learn more about astrology or you could want to dive deeper into a certain aspect of human design or something like that. You could just want to learn more about a certain topic. It doesn't necessarily have to be spiritual, but like you will be more inclined to do more research and just to learn new things at that time. Um, and then with Venus in Libra, um, it's interesting because right now Venus is in Virgo and Lilith is in Virgo, which is kind of like this dark feminine energy that we have going on right now within the love scene. So with this transition, you're going to have Venus going into Libra, which is very positive because Venus rules Libra. So Venus and Libra are going to be like, you know, at home in each other. And like, it's going to be very harmonious. It's going to be a very good time for relationships, whether it's platonic, whether it's your significant other, whatever it is, it's just going to be a very harmonious transit. So that's um, a really positive transit personally that you have. Um, and then the last thing that would be a big deal, so to speak, um, would be the new moon in Scorpio on the 13th of November. So on the 13th of November, you have the new moon in Scorpio. And then that kind of closes out um, Scorpio season with um, a fresh, <laughs> fresh new rebirth there. Because like I said, Scorpio doesn't mess around. They're pretty intense. Scorpio is all about transformation. It's all about death, rebirth. I just made a video about this actually about... Um, celebrity deaths um that have been happening lately yeah. um, so yeah exactly yeah. so and scorpio season is right now so we're experiencing a lot of that we're experiencing a lot of 10th house energy with capricorn um and fame and celebrities so capricorn rules around fame and celebrities and then we're also dealing with pluto um which is the eighth house which is death so there there are working in conjunction right now, which is why you're seeing those things happen. And that's kind of why I made that video um, because I had that prediction before <laughs> these deaths right. had occurred, but astrology doesn't lie. The stars don't lie. They can tell you a lot. Um, like I said, it's very complex um, and it goes much deeper than any of us realize, but those are your basics. Right. Um, it, I hope that was a decent rundown, but it's hard it's no, hard because yeah. I'm a visual learner. So I'm like, I like to like point at things and like, you know, when I make my videos, I like to have the visuals. Yeah. So um, <laughs> verbally doing the rundown is a little bit different, but that's what you got going on. That's what you can kind of expect. 
Okay. Yeah, I, I think it's all pretty accurate. The the love life thing. I, that's uh, something happens there. I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, there's going to be more signs will be affected by that transit than others. You always want to check like your Venus placement for things like that. Um, but I would say that transit in particular, it would be mostly affecting Aries, Libra. Um, I think, down. yeah, so for the Venus and Libra, it would mostly be affecting Aries and Libra. And I'm trying to think if it would be affecting... Taurus here, Taurus, Scorpio, um, and there's two other signs that I'm missing, Capricorn and Cancer. Okay. So those would be, like, okay. affected the most, um, but, like, everybody is affected. Like, it's just sometimes right. certain Yeah, yeah, and that's what I was going to ask you, this, the Scorpio season just affects Scorpios. You know, yeah, no, yeah. I think it's funny because Scorpios feel more at home in Scorpio season, whereas to other people that aren't used to Scorpio energy, it could feel more chaotic. So it's almost right. like Scorpios are affected less because they're <laughs> at ease, if that makes sense. Okay. So no, that yeah, that makes perfect sense actually. Yeah, yeah, that makes perfect. Mm-hmm. Well, Walter cool. says well, he have has no love life. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Walter says he has no love. I love you. So maybe I love we'll, you, Walter. Maybe we'll get some love messages. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I I love you, Walter. Don't worry about it. I'm sorry to hear about your grandmom, Walter. My grandmom, she was a Taurus, and she passed um, a year ago in October as well. So I was very close with my grandmother, but now she's part of my spirit team. So I'm very very appreciative of that. I mean, it's not the same. It's definitely not the same. I would love to be able to hold her physically and be with her physically, but I'll take it. Right. Is that a psychic method I can use to drive off women who is aggressively destroying me who should not be doing so for multiple reasons? I mean, my uh, method for that is to always detach and to not give it any energy. That's always my right. method for things like that is to not draw attention to things. Um, don't perpetuate the situation. Um, but psychic wise, um, I don't know. Like I said, you could do spell work, always do your research. There's always things that you can do. There's always a spell yeah. for something. But if yeah, something people that don't have to go out and buy elaborate setups either, right? Yeah, you can go to Michael's you know. craft store and you can get like cheap stuff at the dollar store and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. You probably got stuff in your kitchen. Yeah, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah, do some research there, buddy. Yeah, I, I, I think you'll be okay. Yeah. But I did get this one card. I just was shuffling, and this just popped all the way out. So I don't know who this is for, but we're going to figure out who this is for because the, the justice card came up. And I think I want to read a little bit for that card, if that's okay. Yeah. All right, because we have a little bit of time here, I think. Um, I got the yeah. Justice and the Death card, which is very interesting because you have Libra and Scorpio energy. <laughs> so oh. we're right on par here for Scorpio season. Go. Yes. And this is my favorite deck, by the way. It is the Radiant Wilds Tarot um, by Nat Gersberger. This is what it looks like. But it is my favorite deck. I use it very frequently. Um, 
but it's interesting here because I'm getting like a lot of balance and I'm also getting like this black and white energy where I feel like a lot of you are um, coming into balancing in your, your logic with your intuition, sort of like what we were talking about, like <laughs> coming into balance with both instead of figuring that you have to have one or the other, you're realizing that you can have both. You're realizing that you can, you know, have logic within your intuition and vice versa. Um, and also with this death card, it's just coming into this transformative period, um, eating away at things that no longer serve you anymore. Um, maybe this is also learning more about the stars like we were talking about or getting more into um, something that calls to you, just something that is maybe a new hobby or something that like you want to um, do more of is what I'm getting. Um, but you have Scorpio and Libra energy, which is very interesting. Um, because Scorpio, like I said, represents death here and we are in Scorpio season. And I just find it interesting that, um, like we've, we've been talking about this theme this whole entire time about our intuition and about like embracing our true selves and embracing our, our gifts and things like that. And I feel like people certain people here or maybe yourself even joe are learning how to um embrace certain parts of yourself that maybe you were hiding away before or just like um not even hiding away but just growing more into yourself just becoming more of your true self um but i want to read what the book has to say about the death card because i love reading from this book and then i'll be quiet <laughs> <laughs> no you're good you're good but this book is just so wonderful. And that's why I always recommend this deck because the book that it comes with has so much great information. In it. And especially if you're somebody who's just trying to learn um, and you don't know, you know, how to read cards yet. Um, it just makes it very accessible. Um, all right. So the I'll death card. What... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, when you said, you know, let go uh, of whatever, you know, no longer serves you. Right. I was thinking about that today, but go ahead. Yeah. Totally. And yeah. that's a theme that's going on right now because of this eclipse energy. So that's very much on par. And the number 13 is representative of the death card here. And it says, I embrace the beginnings of a new path. And it's talking about rebirths, endings, beginnings, major shifts, closing a chapter here. And it says the death card in tarot means that something in your life is coming to a close, but don't worry. Pulling this card is not a morbid sign. Death simply asks you to make room for a new path and therefore represents a sort of rebirth, which requires a metaphorical death. It is important that you participate wholeheartedly in the closing of your current chapter before beginning a new one. Instead of brushing over the conclusion of a cycle, can you fully experience it? Really feel the ending, meditate on it, and smell the flowers along the way. Passing through a major shift, you are stripping away what you no longer need. Remain receptive to this change, for the rewards of letting go are abundant, like stems in a field. Death is the ultimate reminder to live every moment awake to its preciousness. Don't waste time and do what feels important to you. Live fully and you will begin to understand death's gifts. 
So death brings you a gift to appreciate life in a sense. And I think that you can appreciate that because you've just had a new life come into your life. So it's like things like that happen. It makes you appreciate, you know, how short and how precious life is. So I think it's very much talking about embracing life to its fullest and embracing your true self um, fully, like we talked about. So that's a beautiful message. That's cool. Yeah, I, I I like it and it resonated uh, a lot more. So when we get off this show, I'm gonna I just want to give you a little bit more information about the no longer serves you part. But uh, yeah, give everybody your your information and where they can find you and where they can you know. Absolutely. So on TikTok, that's my main gig. I go live every day at 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. You can find me over there at Teal Tarot T E A L T A R O T. And then on Instagram, I am my first and middle name, Shannon Teal. It's S-H-A-N-N-O-N-N-N-T-E-A-L. Um, and then on YouTube, it's Teal Tarot as well, um, Patreon, and my website. Um, so my website, you can order readings from me there. Um, you can book a free call with me there. Um, you can um, become a member of the Teal Portal, which is where we stay up to date on all the planets and things like that. I have a lot of stuff on my website that you can join and become a member of. Um, and there's a lot of stuff for you to explore over there. So that's tealtarotandco.com. And my Patreon is patreon.com at tealtarotandco. And I know you gave me some links and I did include it into the description. So if anybody wants to look that up, it's in the description. If you can't find her for whatever reason, shoot me a message and I'll, and I'll definitely give you all her information too. So with all that being said, Hey guys, I, and I do appreciate all the participation today in the chat with you guys are great as always. So thank you guys for that too. Um, Shannon, is there anything else you'd like to say before we close it up? I don't think so. I'm looking forward to Scorpio season and, (laughs) and I think we all should be looking forward to Scorpio season. It's a new, it's a new time of unveiling and the spiritual realm is um, very, the spiritual veil is very thin at this time during Scorpio season. That's why they call it like spooky season, you know? So (laughs) it's, it's good for, it's good for everybody to be more in tune and Scorpio is a water sign. So our intuition will be heightened and you'll be able to tap more into that. So I'm excited for that. And I'm excited to see it um, on a collective level as well. Yep. Cool beans, man. I do appreciate you coming on. Uh, We'll have to do this again some other time. And uh, there's like, there's like so much we didn't get a chance to talk about. So I agree. I agree. No, definitely. I would love to come back. And uh, what do you put subscriber number 29? I don't know what that means. That might be for me. Okay. Okay. But cool. Yeah. Thanks a lot for coming on. Um, Everybody else, I'll be on Talking Tech Paranormal right after this. So thanks a lot for everybody for tuning in. And I do appreciate it. I'll have a show next Monday. I don't know who I have on. So you'll have to look for the little flyer, my little poster when I put that out. Shannon, thanks so much. I really did appreciate you. man. I, I like you a lot. I'll continue to follow you. If you have anything you want to share, and you want me to share it out for you, just tag me in it or send me links, whatever, and I'll share it for you too. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me, Joe. I really appreciate it. You too. All right. Hold on real quick. And everybody else, y'all have a good night, guys.